Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 75, three quarters to 100. Wow. Of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, we had uh, another weekend of Atlantic um, superstars on display. This time, a record of sorts, seven games in one weekend. Um, in one homestand, that is, uh, which was interesting. Yeah, I just think it would have been even more uh, if we had actually been uh, where we were supposed to be this week. <laughs> yeah, pretty. I like. I haven't just sat back and thought about that too much, honestly, um, because technically the most games we've had in one weekend was eight, because we had in week one we had two homestands. So That's true. We've we've had way we actually have had more than seven in a week. Um, and imagine if we had all those Chinese homestands right now, too. We would be eaten, and me and Joe <laughs> could, would not be able to keep up because I barely kept up this weekend, and I was there. Yeah, it was, was going uh, to be Hangzhou last week, Seoul this week, but yeah, neither of those are happening. Yep. Uh, I don't think we have any like news updates to share about that, but it's uh, as far as like news outside of the Overwatch League about it, it's looking bleaker for Paris because they've canceled a bunch of events now. Um, yeah, I don't know about London, but it's looking bleak for a lot of things here. Uh, yikes, not good. Uh, nothing, nothing they can control though, but let's talk about this Houston homestand. It was the first Houston homestand actually. Uh, there have been two in Dallas, so two in Texas already, but this is the first one in Houston. I went, um, and I was too busy, Joe, to watch almost any game live besides <laughs> Uprising and the Fusion. So uh, I had to rewatch a bunch of this stuff. Did not even get to all of it. So Joe might be more of an expert than me this week. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, do what we can here on this. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's it's good. Mm-hmm. I got to watch a little bit of the first match, which was NYXL versus the Florida Mayhem. Um, NYXL stomped them though, so probably the one I shouldn't have watched live because this was <laughs> we learned almost nothing new from this besides the Florida Mayhem. Everyone's scratching their head once again because apparently these guys are good in scrims or like they're high in power rankings for some reason, but they continue to disappoint the world, Joe. <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, um, and this match, it wasn't even necessarily that um, like the, the Florida played badly necessarily, but uh, it's just that they can't. They're not one of. There are some teams that that can beat this New York Excelsior roster. Uh, that's that's not really, you know, uh, so much up for debate. But just that Florida isn't one of them. Uh, the, the way the way things are now, um, and sure enough, that was confirmed. Yep, uh, NOXL they're pretty good though still. Uh, at least when they're facing teams that are clearly worse than them. Not against the Fusion. They got stomped by them. But everyone else, they have cleared cleared a path with it. Looks like this is going to be uh, similar to last year, where NYXL just uh, had a really, really good record. One of the best records because they played all the Atlantic Conference teams twice. Um, and, That's true. And they were just way better than everyone in the Atlantic. Uh, there seems to be Philly Fusion, Atlanta Rain will probably give them a run for their money, and maybe now Paris Eternal, now that they're getting better every single game. 
Um, also, London's improving, so things could things could change a little bit here. We'll see. Uh, but NYXL, besides Philly Fusion, has had a decently easy schedule so far. Um, Toronto to find Atlanta Rain was next. Speaking of Atlanta Rain, this was their first game ever this ever. season. <laughs> um, and Week four. Yeah. I stupidly predicted the Toronto Defiant to win this game uh, because the Toronto Defiant I think arguably had the worst weekend out of anyone at this place. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. They were definitely towards the bottom. Uh, but before we talk about the final, let's talk about rain because this was their one shining moment this weekend. Uh, were you super impressed after, after watching the rain in this game? I mean, it was really good, really good to watch these guys. Uh, obviously, uh, like you said, their first, ma- first matches of the season hadn't really seen him before uh, on the stage this season, but, uh, obviously rated super highly uh, by lots of different power rankings, uh, including ours, I think, relatively, uh, compared to some of these other Atlantic teams. But, um, but, but yeah, coming off to the strong start, um, it, w- it was looking like a, a pretty pretty respectable 2-0. I think we both um, had predicted Atlanta over Paris uh, uh, this past weekend, but of course that didn't happen. Um but yeah, so we got to see see some new faces. Uh, I think Hawk in particular uh, was his debut match. Uh, one of those two, maybe maybe it was Paris that he finally played. Um, uh, playing a lot of Diva in that series. Um, but yeah, it was good to have Atlanta out here uh, going one and one with what basically was an upset uh, Paris over Atlanta. Sure enough. Um, and it's just interesting now. I think we're we're gonna need to see more, or at least I'm gonna I'm gonna need to see more of Atlanta, uh, and particularly Atlanta against um, teams like Philly, teams like New York, to see uh, uh, to, to see if we'll get to the point that um, they'll be comfortable to put, to put them at like at or above the number three spot. Uh, in in the Atlantic Conference right now because I'm just not at that point yet. It looks like they play New York in Week Six um, and Philly in Week Seven, so it'll take a bit um, to, to try to see what uh, again what, what lots of people are presuming to be those those top three teams of the Atlantic Conference uh, playing together. But um, but yeah, I mean it's, it's a good start, and they just gotta um, start getting games under their belt first, but also wins hopefully. Yeah, I I think. I was super impressed with them against Defiant and I wasn't like their loss to Paris. It was more me being impressed by Paris than me being like, Oh, Atlanta might just be bad uh, because Paris is just impressed every single week for me. So overall, my opinion of the Atlanta rain has barely changed this weekend. Despite a loss to Paris. Um, I still think they're really good. Uh, maybe just competition around them. Like we talked about in the off season, Atlantic was the the conference that changed the most and clearly uh, teams like Paris, who made tons of changes that are working out well, and more changes are to come as as their players grow up here and turn eighteen. Um, so it's it's looking impressive for teams like that. Of course, London completely retooled, and now they're uh, on a little bit of a tear. Of course, they went to five maps against Houston and Florida, who arguably aren't the best teams, but they're still on a little bit of a roll here. Um, Toronto was completely rebuilt. They got stopped by Atlanta, so that doesn't help my argument. But overall, Atlantic um, 
it looks like the competition is at least a little bit better here uh, for NYXL, especially since now Fusion is like, they're like the front runners. They're the, everyone's like, okay, they're the best team in the Atlantic, especially after they stomped NYXL. So they're the team to beat now. Atlantic's definitely changing at least a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Philly, one of uh, three undefeated teams who have played so far this season. <laughs> and they have the most teams under the belts out of any undefeated team. So, yeah, technically, the uh, all of the East Division teams are also undefeated, but um, they also have no wins either. So, <laughs> <laughs> all there is a Chinese team has yet to lose this year. They're so good. It's true. It's true. Uh, yeah. But, uh, Next game was London versus Houston, and Houston almost actually pulled this one out uh, in front of their home crowd. Crazy. Uh, they unfortunately did not, though, and lost in five maps, very sadly. Uh, they almost pulled the reverse sweep because London won the first two, Houston won the next two, and then London in actually an Ilios map that went to three points uh, pulled it out in the end down down to the wire um this weekend overall for for let's talk london and then we can talk houston since it was their home stand we'll sort of save save the best for later here but um london overall they went to two five map series this weekend on sunday they played florida and also three two them um in a in a closer one and uh houston three two them uh, going to this weekend, I, I last week, I think I was talking about how I was like, okay, this is the rookies have gotten experience and they're actually pretty, pretty dang good. So now it's time. Now they're going to dominate. I think I even predicted two clean three O's for them. That what that's not what happened. Um, you, is that worrying at all for you, Joe, that, that they went to five maps against these two teams, uh, sort of bottom of the Atlantic teams here. I mean, so far, all of London's wins have been in five maps. Crazy. Uh, actually, in, in week three, uh, also 3-2 over the Washington Justice, uh, which is, you're right, I think probably a bigger win uh, uh, that week for sure. But, I mean, uh, having lost to New York 3-1, I mean, it, 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 taking a map off of New York, especially that first week, was was significant. Um, and losing to to Paris Eternal 3-0, but again, it's a team that's looking pretty decent, um, especially now that we're into the season already. I mean, we didn't expect London to be like a super top-tier team, even within the conference. Um, And, uh, I mean, you know, in that sense, they are performing to expectations, um, and they've got a couple really big tests ahead of them in Week uh, 6. They're playing Philly and Atlanta. Um, followed by Paris again in week eight. but So it's going to be some, some hard matches coming up. But, uh, but yeah, I don't think it's it's incredibly... Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't necessarily think that you have to be worried as a London fan in terms of like where the expectations from a lot of people were. Uh, I, th- I think at this point, to, to, to get the wins is better than to worry about the map margin at this at this point um again over this houston team that um granted lost um uh, two almost reverse sweeps in a row um but is kind of sort of maybe um starting to find their footing um and a florida that a florida mayhem that again is 
um, uh, maybe arguably looking better uh, than they ever have, like as an orc. <laughs> but uh, the, yeah, I mean, you know, it's to, to that extent. I'm not. I'm not super surprised with where London is right now. Uh, they've got some really hard matches coming up. Um, and so, you know, as, as a London fan, you might be uh, a little apprehensive about those. But uh, they're doing okay for themselves, and they've got um, some of the players to back it up too, which sort of transitions into uh, my MVP for the week. Uh, those of you who aren't aware, we do give out an MVP award uh, to one player each week, as well as uh, we'll tell you one game you should go back and rewatch. Um, so for me, my MVP is going to Glister off of the London Spitfire. Um, just again, they did pick out two really solid wins um, this weekend. That's what you want to see off of um, off of this kind of team, and uh, lots of that was due to Glister's McCree, which is super nice. Yeah. Um, and speaking of game to rewatch, London Houston's actually my game to rewatch. Um, because the Houston, Houston, they put on a show this weekend, Joe, even though they lost one, they, they know how to treat their, their fans at their homestand, despite being one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, Houston, they know how to put on a show for sure because they, uh, that game, this game reverse sweep almost happened. Crowd was hype. Didn't happen, unfortunately, but still fun to watch because they got close. Okay. Um, yeah, as far as London, I'm not too concerned. I do agree with you there. I think they're still exceeding expectations a little bit here with their record. So, uh, yeah, looking, looking at a lot of people, some people had London dead last in their power rankings, Joe, and that's definitely not where they are right now or where my opinion is of them. I mean, to be fair, we had them at like 17. Yeah, yeah, we are pretty low too. Yeah. Um, the next game was Boston Uprising versus Philadelphia Fusion, and it was a quick one, Joe. Um, so if you want to quickly talk about it, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, quick, quick is a good word for it. Uh, is is uh, a lot of the series was it was Carpe showing uh, <laughs> showing Jerry how to play hit scan um, <laughs> in a lot of ways, which obviously. He's a good player, but uh, but so is Carpe, and uh, being able to show that was like, this match. This match was notable um, as as a Fusion fan in particular because we got to see uh, Fury and we got to see EQO uh, playing for Philly for the first time. Uh, so it's kind of cool. Uh, they do exist. Um, they know how to play Overwatch, mm-hmm. um, and they can they can lead their they can. Uh, they could play on the Philly team and win, um, which we, we hadn't seen that yet. But uh, so, so that's cool. Um, yeah, it's an unfortunate loss for Boston. But again, with a team that's doing as well as Philly, it's not um, uh, not not super not super crazy to uh, try to comprehend. I don't think is is fair to say. Philly's pretty dang good. They're they're pretty absolutely. Good. Uh, yeah, and this was on Sunday, by the way. Their first, we had four Sunday matches. The next one was Paris Eternal versus Atlanta Rain, which talked about a little bit uh, earlier with Atlanta Rain. So now we'll move to Paris side of things because this was Paris's one game this weekend, and um, God, they are just looking better and better each each weekend, in my opinion. Just uh, this was a game that I caught live for a little bit, actually with with the players in the player lounge as we waited to leave for some, uh, Southern barbecue we ate together. Um, nice. 
but yeah, all the and the fusion the fusion were in the player lounge too. So we were all hanging in there watching together uh, after the game. But um, it was it was uh, pretty pretty exciting to watch a Paris Eternal sort of turn up, and I I didn't think they were going to win this game, and they did, and they're pretty dang good this year. Um, my MVP of the week is is Xy. Um, and in fact, after when we left for that barbecue was halftime and we were all waiting for our Uber outside of the arena. Um, and all of a sudden, well, while we're waiting, I turned to my right and XZ's right there just hanging outside <laughs> during halftime. I guess he needed some air, um, <laughs> but I was just like, oh, oh, there he is. Um, I, I just saw you uh crushing the atlanta atlanta rain on tv and now you're standing right next to me interesting <laughs> just casually you know <laughs> yeah just get just getting some fresh air um but yeah it was i, I I'm, I'm impressed by paris eternal joe what what are you where are you thinking this team is now it, they keep getting better and better they just beat atlanta rain who i think everyone predicted to be top three atlantic do you think paris is in that top three atlantic now uh, I, I mean, I think they could be, honestly. Uh, I was sort of uh, it was thrown around the idea with you earlier before we started recording that um, probably here in the next couple of weeks, um, right before the shock home stand in week eight, when uh, Pacific teams start planning and we're going to sit down and do Atlantic-only power rankings uh, just to see where we are uh, after what basically will be the first round of uh, the double round robin that they're playing this season. Um uh, but yeah, so that was you know sort of looking at the standings and see you know where would I place uh, some of these Atlantic teams and yeah I think Philly and New York are uh, one and two uh, which makes sense because that's where they're sitting right now in this in this conference. Um, but yeah, below them uh, it is I think Paris honestly and and Atlanta is right there too uh, potentially again I don't, I don't necessarily want to dive all in on them right away, but. Um, yeah, I think absolutely Paris is there. Uh, absolutely top half, I think, of of the Atlantic Conference at least is is definitely where I'd put them. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, yeah, and and they, uh, I forget if it was something you said or something I just picked up from watching one of the matches, but somebody was saying that they're they're looking better every every match that they have too. Um, like if you think about you, you know pulling out the win over Atlanta, uh, but also some of these these previous ones. Uh, when they they beat London, they beat um, um, my computer is not fast enough to pull up this list. Uh, beating Washington, that was a solid win. Uh, they lost to Toronto, which is unfortunate, but of course they'll, they'll play them again all the way their very last match of the season. They'll play Toronto again. Um, yeah, uh, but but yeah, I think yeah, absolutely. Paris is 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 doing well. They're going to have a really nice match. Um, in week five against Houston and, and a um, Fusions, pretty salt Fusions were, yeah, where they did pre- pretty, prove themselves, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Pretty solid tester against Fusion also in week five. Um, but yeah, no, it's yeah, Paris is looking really nice. Um, yeah, three, four, um, probably in the Atlantic Conference, I would say. Yeah, definitely pretty nice. Um, we talked about London, Florida. We've talked about both teams, but um, we can talk about the last game of the week, which was Toronto versus Houston, and Houston did it. They're the first team to go one and one at the homestand. 
They they <laughs> did it. They're the best. Um, that's the that's the most important uh, metric. And yeah, Houston fans, of course, comparing themselves to Dallas Fuel fans this year who went zero and two, and they're like, "Ha, we did better at our homestand than you." Um, uh, they also have one win, and Dallas has zero so far. So they're bragging about that as well, even though they have, they have a little bit. They have some. They have some more losses. Uh, but is this is are you are you more? You have, do you have more positive feelings towards Houston after this match, or were you more towards the negative feelings towards Toronto? Because I know you're pretty high in Toronto uh, in the preseason, at least, Joe. Uh, were you just more disappointed in Toronto for losing this match, or do you think Houston's actually uh, improving as well? Yeah, I mean, Toronto didn't have a great week. That's <laughs> that's uh, definitely fair to say. Uh, only picking up one map in two matches against uh, Again, a pretty low-rated Houston, uh, but also Atlanta, which is a little bit more reasonable. But uh, but that being said, I, I think uh, Houston did have a really nice week, or also this week, um, being able to play, uh, I guess, with, uh, for lack of a better way to describe it, just playing the, the Overwatch that they like to play uh, with whatever you know coaching decisions or playstyle decisions, whatever it ended up being, uh, when you can put, uh, for example, Blase and Dante uh, in on DPS and play play Somber Doomfist with like a Winston dive sort of thing, uh, all of a sudden Houston looks really good. <laughs> uh, but when they're when they're trying to play Reinhardt and May and McCree, um, it's, it's just not as successful. Uh, it, it's so be, having that freedom to sort of loosen up a little bit, I think, really helps. Uh, particularly again against uh, against Toronto uh, in this this series we're looking at. I mean, uh, Horizon that was a super quick map uh, from a full holds uh, on the part of Houston. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of kind of reminds me uh, of uh, of Houston, like at the middle to end of Overwatch League Season 2, it was the same thing. It's like when when they had the ability to play some of the more DPS-heavy comps uh, back when everybody was playing GOATS or shifting slowly away from GOATS, I mean, they, they had a lot more success than when they were trying to play uh, you know, the meta, but that they clearly weren't as comfortable on. And I think um, we're going to predict, I think, just one Houston match, Houston versus Paris. Um, but a lot of the results of that match here in Week 5 is going to depend on uh, what kind of Overwatch Houston shows up to play. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. It's I was more impressed by Houston this week, and I do think they had some very unfortunate circumstances in this in these weeks before this where with players being sick and seemed like their strategy wasn't completely etched out or good quite yet. Um, I think they're one of the teams that are, are going to benefit from hero pools, which is coming this week because I think they're, they're more of a fan of chaos. They've got some flexibility on their team um, and they've got some nice subs on the bench to come in for those. They've got a lot of players who are like one tricky type players too, who, who can um, come in when that hero is meta. So uh, I think Hero Pools is definitely a Houston thing. They love to shake up how they're playing, how their team comp is, how their team style and stuff like that. 
are not necessarily they like to do that, but when they do that, they're good. So, um, yeah, Houston, congrats on on the win. That's I, I was happy for him. Um, anything else to say about this Houston homestand? Uh, actually, I think just sort of general content stuff. Uh, they retired Jake's jersey oh, number, yeah. so that was, uh, so that's cool. Very cool. Uh, nobody else can can run around with a seventy six on their back if they're a, a Houston player. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Um, uh, yeah, all these and, and they did. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about this once we get into predictions for next week. But they did the very first hero band draw mm-hmm. um, at the end of the week, so that was cool. Oh yeah, and they are not going to be doing it going forward, which I think is a great mistake because it was awesome to watch. Um, very fun. Um, but yeah, I overall, I mean, as someone who was at the arena, wasn't that great of a turnout. Um, but I think that was the case for Washington the week before too. So, uh, and I, I wasn't there for that one. So we'll see. I mean, Houston, very popular team, but maybe not in Houston. Now that I think about it, like I've heard from a couple of people like, Oh yeah, most of their fans are actually just people from LA because of the personalities on the team. I was like, yeah, I guess that kind of <laughs> makes sense. I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I guess that does kind of make sense, but you know, it was a nice little homestand. We go back to Washington next week, so we'll talk Absolutely. talk about that though later. Because first, we do have some Boston news, I guess, that will be delivered to you from straight from the, straight from the man who works for Boston. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I can't. I what what we've what you've seen on Twitter is is pretty much like we're we're transparent about it i'll be honest like uh, if you read the full press release that's basically the whole story um so i'll just reiterate the munchkin dropping um if you didn't know boston uprising and munchkin parted ways uh this past week um and yeah it was sort of just a mutual decision um both of us he he just wanted to sort of head on out and we let him. <laughs> that was basically it. Um, nothing more to it than that. Uh, there was, yeah, he just didn't want to be on the team anymore. So uh, an unfortunate loss for sure. I He was a super nice guy, someone who, was, who worked with him. He was very nice, very kind, um, seemed hardworking, and obviously I think he's super talented too. So pretty unfortunate uh, loss for Boston, but yeah, it happened. Uh, anything to say about it, Joe? Yeah, I mean, he's uh, got a big, long history of, of Overwatch stuff. I'll be interested to see uh, where he's headed now. If it, like, because uh, they didn't make any else, right? If he's going to a new team or if he's just like going to stream or whatever. Yeah, uh, we'll definitely see what yeah. he does next. I'm sure he will do something. He's he's a veteran in the scene for sure. Uh, been there since the beginning in apex and contenders and then soul of course last year so we'll see he definitely has room to at least go to contenders team if not an owl team so we'll see what what happens um but following that boston picked up a player it was not a dps player uh to replace munchkin it was a support player named halo uh who not too many people know about because 
He is a contenders player for Triumph. Um, and if you didn't know, it's on the internet now. Uh, but he, it's on Reddit, I think I saw this. I don't personally know this. But um, he was a part of internal uh, internal scrims with the San Francisco Shock last year. He was the 12th player since they had 11 uh, who scrimmed with them during playoffs last year, actually. And the Shock uh, players had a lot of nice things to say about the man, um, saying that he was a pretty good support player. Uh, I have not personally watched him so far, but everyone is super exciting at Uprising about the arrival of Halo. Um, there are a couple couple people who on the team who know about his contenders' performances and were super, super excited when they found out that we signed him. So everyone's, everyone's excited that he's coming to the team and he's going to help out. Um. Yeah, Halo signed. Joe, you know anything about Halo? Uh not tons. Yeah, uh, I mean, I know uh, mostly it's the history of uh, his team that preceded him for me. Um. Uh. Again, from uh, Triumph, which has got some relatively big names on it. Um. Uh, is Sumito, Aspen, people like that, or is, is Aspen former, or maybe I think of a different team. I'm thinking of revival. I think, mm. yeah. Um, anyway, but yes. So, uh, but it, but it's it's good. It, it's good to, good to see him uh, uh, coming up in the league. It sounds like it's going to be a really nice, uh, really nice support uh, addition here for Boston. Yeah. Yep. Um, and he is already in Boston, as you can see in the video on Twitter. Go watch the video on Twitter because I filmed half of it. So go watch it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, and his height is already being compared to Mufin. Mufin is still the shortest player on the team, and he is upset. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the kind of busting uprising insider content we need. Yep, uh, that is uh, straight from the man who works there. Is, Mufin is upset that he is still the shortest. On the team. <laughs> <laughs> Mental boom, clearly. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, it's bad for team morale. <laughs> Real bad. Uh, we got to get someone way shorter than Mufin. That's all I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, some more news about Hero Pools before we talk about the Hero Pool this week, uh, which is that Contenders is going to actually share uh, Hero Pools with Overwatch League. So I I believe they're already starting starting March 9th. Yes. So starting March 9th, they will be using the same Hero Pools as Overwatch League. So does that mean... Um, next week's hero pools gonna apply to them, not this week. Uh, uh yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, I just know it's gonna be synced up. Okay, I would assume it would be next week since by March 9th we will have a different hero pool, right? Um, <laughs> just thinking, uh, yeah, because by the end of uh of this upcoming Overwatch League week, yeah, it'll be it'll be different for the for the week after that, yeah. Exactly. Um, so I'm assuming it's not this. I don't know. In their tweet, they mentioned, wouldn't it be funny if we took Reinhardt away? So that makes it seem like they're using it, but they're supposed to be synced up, right? So I don't know. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's confusing. Or, I mean, maybe, maybe they'll just go from the week before. Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out next week, I guess. But yeah, contenders going to be using Owl Hero Pools. So that's nice, I guess. <laughs> I would expect... I would expect it, or maybe I wouldn't expect it because Contenders is so 
not supported anymore by anyone, it seems. Uh, but yeah, it, they, they're using Nero pools. Yay. Uh, you want to talk about Hero Pools, Joe? Because we have our first one. We do. Um, and it was, uh, sure enough, just a random draw. They had a... Because, uh, again, they did this like live on stream. Um, and so they had a big like bingo uh, drum that they like spun around um, and drew out some little pieces of paper uh, to, <laughs> to pick the hero bands at, from the heroes that had 10% or more uh, play time in I think they said the last two weeks of Overwatch League so I guess week uh, weeks three and four um, so I'm trying to think what the other options were but so for Tank they could have banned Reinhardt or D.Va or Winston just barely Winston was like 10.1% usage oh wow um and I, th- I think that was it. So it was Reinhardt, Diva, or Winston. Um, and they pulled out Reinhardt. Uh, so we will not see any Reinhardt uh, this upcoming Saturday and Sunday in the Overwatch League. Uh, for supports, their options... Uh, I don't actually remember. I'm sure Ana Lucio uh, and Moira. And that might have been it. Might have just been those three. Uh, and they pulled out Moira who was also like just over 10% usage, um, but she won't see any use at all in uh, week five. And then for DPS, um, again, I don't remember all the options, but they had McCree and Widow. May was obviously there. Uh, I believe Doomfist was in there. Actually, no, probably Doomfist wasn't in there. Maybe Hanzo was in there. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, but, but May for sure, and McCree and Widow for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and they pulled McCree and Widow. Yeah. Uh, so we will not see McCree, we will not see any Widowmaker no in Overwatch League no Week game. 5 either. No hits yeah. unless it's, it's tech- Soldier, yep. I guess. Or, or Yeah, Ash. Soldier, Tracer, Sombra. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was interesting because, yeah, we mentioned um, that uh, at least at the time they said this was the only week they were going to do the hero draw live on Watchpoint, uh, which I agree that is it's probably not. Um, <laughs> they probably want to reconsider that just because it was cool to watch. Uh, but also it was interesting, like with the 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 analysts on the desk there in LA, um, like given their input about well, uh, you, you know what is what does the loss of Reinhardt mean? Uh, and what is you know what are you gonna do about not having Moira? Uh, and the answer to that was just play on a Lucio. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, but the, but I think it was uh, you know reinforcing you know we'll probably see a lot more Arissa Arissa Diva, um, or they'll pull out the dive now that you don't have like the flashbang from the McCree, um, and you can't play Reinhardt anyway. You might as well play you know Winston Diva. Um, Make uh, makes you think maybe Houston will have more success if they can play Winston Diva Duva Sombra like legitimately. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, but yeah. So that's that's uh, Overwatch Week Five. Overwatch League Week Five. Yeah, I'm excited. I yeah, Hero Pools are. I knew I was excited when they were announced, and now when they now when we have the first Hero Pool, it's super fun. Just like especially being around people who play overwatch all the time. And just like, like everyone is just 
like, huh, what would you run there? And what would you run there? And it's, it's fun seeing people, people, uh, sort of try to figure out like what's good now that those heroes basically don't exist and you can't use them. Um, and we get we get to do that every week. Yeah, and it's going to be new heroes every week. And uh, I'm guessing Reinhardt, Moira, McCree, Widowmaker are definitely guaranteed to be in next week. So we'll have Hitscan back. Maybe Double Sniper Meta will come in or something like that. Who knows? Um, so that'll be in, it'll be interesting to get new bands every week. I'm sure May is just like almost guaranteed to get picked next week. Um, but. Yeah, maybe if they keep playing her, she'll yeah. she'll get pulled out eventually. Yeah, uh, but this might have screwed them a bit because I've seen a lot of speculation that May is going to be, still not be played that much um, because she's enabled by some of the heroes that are banned, specifically Reinhardt, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we might might not see May that much, and then all of a sudden she's not even in the pool to be banned next week because she wasn't played enough, and then we see May again. And it's just going to be, I mean, it's wild, It's the wild, wild west here. That wouldn't be a bad thing either because we didn't see May. Anyways, <laughs> um, God, it's all the situations. Anything can happen. Absolutely. And that's, what's, uh, that's why it's going to be interesting to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, there is a new patch this week that they will be playing on the, in Overwatch League, Joe, right? There is. It's true. Uh, it's the patch that... Uh, it's 1.45, so it's not live currently. It's the one from before. Uh, actually, just kidding. It is, it is the one uh, with the Ash Mardi Gras challenge. Um, so notable. There are a couple of balance changes on there. Um, well, I thought there was. Um, yeah, there are. Diva. The Diva... Um... Yeah, but that's oh, for... Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, there are no... I don't think there are any. I thought for sure, I thought for sure there were valid changes no, no, in this no, patch. No, no, because it was just experiment. <laughs> it was just the experimental patch, I remember now. Huh. Well, it, so, I guess there are a couple game-affecting changes. Uh, it's when the Assemble Heroes timer for all your maps have been reduced from 40 to 35 seconds. That's something, I guess. Um, and some of the stun changes... Um, have been changed or some of the stun interactions have been um changed a little bit so i mean that's won't really affect anything competitively but it's notable um and maze ice wall now has a visual damage state when under half health but yeah i could have sworn that was there was actually a balance patch to that but i guess not nope. <laughs> okay yeah so actually barely any changes for the patch but of course we got hero pools anyway so i remember when that patch came and there weren't that many changes i remember saying like oh but that we got to keep in mind hero pools are coming in overwatch it's league true. the week this patch is coming so they probably thought oh there'll be enough changes with that doesn't matter yeah um but yeah so let's move on to predicting games boston plays twice this week for the first time which means we uh have our four games to predict already joe because we can't pick the boston games maybe eventually we'll <laughs> let you pick the boston games and i can't still can't um but maybe we'll let you pick boston games and i'll pick a different game or something but that might be unfair too or or maybe eventually the um pacific teams will start playing and then we we won't have to worry about that that'd be nice (laughs) uh but yeah let's pick the four games that boston isn't playing in of course if you didn't know this was in the, the second washington justice homestand 
of the year. There are three more after this one, so get ready for those. Um, they're calling this one the Battle for the East Coast. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> just, just cool. <laughs> Paris Eternal's not on the East Coast, but they are playing in two of these games. It's uh, true. <laughs> Atlanta, I also don't think they're on the East Coast. Um, Miami, I guess, technically is on the East Coast, even though there are Florida is they're sort of the southeast coast. And Toronto's definitely not on a coast. Um, so it's just confusing, yes, basically. Very confusing. Um, and Houston definitely is not on the East Coast. Uh, but let's predict the games. And, and <laughs> my all my predictions are going to be based off of if they're on the East Coast or not. Which team is on the East Coast? Because yeah. they have a lot more to fight for. Because this is the battle for the East Coast. Toronto doesn't care about the East Coast. They're not on it. Uh, it's true. But what about uh, when Paris plays Houston? Uh, yeah, true. They both don't even care. So it's just going to be a throw fest. Um, <laughs> Which, yeah, I was going to make a Houston Outlaws joke, but I decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's predict. For the first game of the week is Toronto versus Florida. Both of them went 0-2 last week, actually. So one of them is going to get a win um, here. I, th- I would argue Florida looked a little better than toronto last week in their losses but but toronto did play harder toronto and now i guess they were kind of even um who's winning joe so we can figure out i'm guessing you're winning uh, yeah. still, or you're still winning yeah it's, it, it is still me i picked up actually one more yeah. uh this past week when i i forget what i predicted that was different from you but uh, but yeah so i'm at 10 of 16 now uh you're at 8 of 16 a stupid toronto uh, pick after four weeks. Oh yeah. Toronto, Atlanta. Yeah. Which means I'm picking Florida uh, here. Um, Toronto, you let me down last week. You're embarrassing. I'm, I'm picking <laughs> Florida. I do. I honestly, after last week, I'm not that impressed by Toronto. I wasn't that impressed in preseason either. And, uh, Florida still not too impressed with them, but I do think they had a better week last week. So I'm going to go Florida. Yeah, it's just as well. Um, cause, uh, when I'm, when I'm ahead, I get, or I usually go first so you get the chance to counterpick me, but I was going Toronto anyway. Um, you're right. They had a terrible week uh, this past week, um, but I'm still, uh, I still have enough, enough faith in them uh, that they'll be able to handle themselves against Florida at least. Um, and hopefully start turning things around. Okay. Uh, we're opposite. Hell yeah. Uh, Paris Eternal <laughs> are facing off against Houston outlaws. Paris, Pretty hot team right now, but Houston also pretty hot because they're coming off their first win of the season. Uh, it would be a massive upset if Houston Outlaws won this game still, though, Joe. Who are you picking? Are you going for the upset? Yeah. And so so I, had, I went through before we recorded and did my picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, But now after some of this discussion we have, I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to decide if I'm still going to go with it. Um, because hmm. yeah, it's. I think if there was any week that played into the that played into Houston, um, it would definitely be this week. Um, like I said, without um, both with the hero pool, uh, that because that's going to be a factor now for the rest of the season is considering the hero pool, uh. 
Uh, and, you know, c- coming off already, they have a win uh, and all this fun stuff. Uh, but you're right. The Paris is is uh, <laughs> is I think arguably a better team. Um, but yeah, so I think I am gonna actually change, uh, which which is maybe unfortunate because you were gonna pick this too. But uh, so originally I had I had uh, written down Paris, but I think I am going to Houston here Ooh. because of yeah because of. Um, Again, the, the exciting meta things we're seeing um, and going to see from them. Uh, I, I want to see them play in the dive. They, they had lots of success on that. I, I think this is, is going to be a really close series, um, and it I guess it is an offset to, to pick Houston. But um, but like I said, I think if if they were going to win a win a series, like this is a great time to do it. Yeah, yeah. Aeropools, I do think favor Houston a little bit, but I'm still going to pick Paris because I. I like their talent, Joe. I am going to pick Paris. Um, I, I do think Houston has a chance to win, and I do think it'll be closer than people think uh, because Paris just beat Atlanta, so now it seems like sky's the limit for Paris. Uh, but hero pools, people are people might be forgetting about those. I think that that'll have a big effect on this game and how Houston plays. Paris also arguably has a more important game then Houston this weekend. So they could fall into the old trap where they don't prepare for Houston as much. And Houston is completely focused on Paris because that's their only game. Could be another one of those situations, but I'm going to go safe pick here. Paris. Last time I picked an insane upset Toronto. Um, I look stupid. So I'm trying <laughs> to play it safe. It works out. It works out. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Paris, we're picking their next game as well, which is against Philadelphia. As I mentioned, uh, this is their chance to prove themselves. As we said early in the podcast, Joe, can they prove themselves? Do they prove themselves? Uh, can they pull off the upset against Philly fusion? Give them their first loss. Is this heroes pool is going to affect Philly that much or will Philly just be Philly still? Uh, I'm going to say no. Makes sense. Uh, makes <laughs> sense. Uh, yeah, that it's. Uh, I'm giving this one to Philly. It's um, not surprising. I'm sure for anybody who's listened to this show before, but also Philly's just super good. Um, and I think uh, obviously we've seen Sato playing a lot of Reinhardt um, this season and looking pretty good on the Reinhardt he's played this season. Uh, but we know he's a Winston man at heart, um, and and it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that works for him here uh, uh, when Reinhardt's completely gone. Yeah, I'm picking Philly. It ain't happening, Paris. <laughs> it ain't happening. Philly's a bit too good. NYXL Washington Justice NYXL has been stomping anyone who isn't named the Philadelphia Fusion. Uh, so does that trend continue this week in Washington, Joe? Um, I'm saying yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Which, again, it's sort of lame, but uh, I am going to be interested to see how Washington does in this series, though, because uh, they didn't play last week, did they? No. I don't think they went to Houston. Yeah, so they, they've had a week off, uh, but they had uh, a couple losses against Paris and against London um, in week three, uh, despite looking decent. Um, over Houston, I guess in week two is basically their their most recent win. Uh, is it, I think they have the potential to to, to have some kind of success, but uh, certainly not enough to to take the series here against New York. Yeah, no, I think this is an NYXL another stomp here. Uh, yeah, Justice 
Not not going to win this one. All right. Uh, that's those are our four picks. Hopefully, I, I start catching up here. We do have do we have two? Yeah, we have two two different picks, so I have a chance to tie. It's true. I could tie. Uh, and we, as as Joe mentioned at some point in this podcast, we will be doing um, an, an Atlantic only power rankings in in about three weeks now before the San Francisco Shock homestand. Can't believe we still have three weeks of Atlantic only weekends, um, <laughs> which is so sad. Uh, people are people are already <laughs> sick of watching these teams, and we still only have to watch these teams. Uh, but. Yeah, well, th- this is just an announcement for the Atlantic teams. We're watching you. We will be power ranking you soon. So time to start <laughs> playing. Uh, but yeah, anything else to say on episode uh, seven, 75 here, Joe? 75, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I, I really want to see... I, uh, the, I mean, the Searables, we know we can sort of predict what the impact's going to be, but we really can't see that until... Um, until we start playing these matches, um, and that's that's one of the biggest things for me going into this week. Um, just see what that's about. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'm super excited. All right, uh, thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow us on social media, my personal tour is at jwgeorgeiv. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I N C. We have a show Twitter at on the flank show. Follow us there for um, to see the updated standings of our picks to see who we give MVP to every week, stuff like that. You can email us on the flank show at gmail.com or tweet at us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, send them our way. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go to on hyphen the hyphen flank.pinecast.co, my personal YouTube channel, John George. You're most likely going to find that via my Twitter, iTunes, Apple podcast, Spotify, and Google play. Thanks for listening. And uh, definitely watch this weekend to see uh, how your hero bands affect the meta.